Science. Hello, and welcome to Probably Science. I'm one of your hosts, one of three actually, Jesse Case. Sitting across from me is Andy Wood. Hello. Directly between us to my left and to Andy's right is Matt Kirshen. Hey Jesse, hey Andy. Hey, hey. We're back in the garden, we're we back are. in the backyard. We're getting better at the directional stuff. We are, I just think, I, I mean... I have no evidence for this, but I think it just makes people happier to know where we are. It's com- it's comforting that they know we're real, you know? Yeah. Just otherwise we could just be disembodied voices that float around. It could be like the movie Her. You know, right. we're not it's what do you even do with that? Yeah, we could just be in the cloud. I assume all of our listeners are so on the spectrum that they're just like they can't listen until they've set up action figures in the exact positions where we're sitting. Yep. And then start listening. You to mean all of our back. old listeners, all of our ex-listeners, <laughs> right? Uh, and he's saying this because <laughs> well, yeah. he's currently setting up the action figures of us yeah. as we do this. You know what I was thinking about? Andy has Andy has to act out the entire show while he does the show. You should know that about Andy. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about? And this is going to be a good one to introduce our guest on. Yes. Um, oh, hey guys, happy Valentine's Day! Thanks for sending us Valentine's Day shit. Oh, uh, that's right. Yes, we got some Valentine's shit in the mail <laughs> from Did listeners. Oh, we didn't. Oh, you we we didn't got show you got one yet, too. Yeah, we you got one too. We all got Valentine's Day gifts. We say from. Do you reckon it'll fit me? Uh yeah yeah no it'll fit it'll fit but yeah, wait are I know you're veg but do you still do leather you still wear um I mean I I don't know if I I will wear I won't buy leather but I will kind of just exude leather if it will we'll put it out to the world if it was gifted to you though then it's you'll wear it oh yeah 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 so yeah it'll fit you cool it's a, it was a good it's already the animal's already dead at that point so you're not going to turn it down right, it's like it's, buying used leather it's it right. doesn't hurt anything in you you know yeah and used leather is kind of the type of leather that I exude yeah no absolutely. Um, it's more my personality than my wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. If you had a signature scent, it would be yeah. used leather from Matt Kirshen. It's like those man candles. You know what I mean? Oh, I have some of those. You know all the guy shit where it's like uh, it doesn't smell like t- tobacco, tobacco leather. I have dirt and sawdust candles. Yeah, they don't really smell like dirt and sawdust. Wow. But I just that's the thing now. Now they just they've started selling general like all the same cosmetics for women in the same way that at some point in the I think it was the early twenties. Uh, the razor companies realized, well, we can double our profits if we make women feel self-conscious about body hair. Right. So now this thing that we were selling just to men also gets sold to women. I think Is now, that the first time women sh- started shaving no, 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 not at all. There's okay. evidence of it back to um, like Egyptians and beyond. Good. But, um, but on a mass basis, yeah, like it was, that camp- it was a campaign that really pretty much doubled their profits. Well, I remember looking at the ancient hieroglyphs. And uh, yeah. the, oh, that's the, not the kind of show we're doing here, Jesse. I'm, the, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because sometimes the inside of the sphinx, sphinxster, sphinx nope. riddle of the. <laughs> hey, do we have? If we had a lady guest, she could talk about it. She could she uh, totally impart, could. if only, impart wisdom, things like that. Sat opposite me to Jesse's right and oh. Andy's left. Okay, so get get yeah, I, get I those figures that. set up. All right, uh, it's Jackie Gold, everybody. Ooh. And there she is. I just added my own the ghost of Jackie Gold. I yeah, know. I don't know if I really feel the female contingency, but well, sure, you know. sure. Uh, but uh, uh, I very, want Andy to pick out a really busty Barbie doll. Very, very, very <laughs> so funny. Uh, 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 comedian, um, actor, uh, writer, producer. Um, uh, now you're just getting carried away. I am. No, no, I'm just. Funny, I'm just yeah, very funny for, comedian. Now you're getting slashes for no, for no. <laughs> For no reason. Um, SAG, AFTRA. SAG, uh, AFTRA, <laughs> slash waitress, slash spare me. <laughs> we did all of everyone's <laughs> full clean driving license. <laughs> CSA. Um, Stage combat experience. <laughs> Just all those books. Have healthcare. Good. Nice. Yes. Do you? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's great. Are yeah. your immunizations up to date? 
as far as I okay, know. Good, yeah. good. Okay, good. I've been spayed, neutered. <laughs> now, I <laughs> want oh, as as they suggested after safe, Price is Right. Both. Yep. I, no, I was wondering I this. I do whatever Bob Barker tells me to do. Um, about action figures, because... Uh, did you have toys growing up? You had female... Yeah. Like you had Barbies and stuff? I was obsessed with Barbies. Okay. So Barbie had a boyfriend. They were always naked and they were always humping. Your Barbies. In my house, my yeah, Barbies yeah, yeah. were always naked and always humping. I think that was humping. a pretty normal thing. Yeah. Um, d- do any of the, did any of the male action figures have girlfriends? Well, I would have my Barbies play with my brother's G.I. Joe's. Size difference. Huge size difference. Did that affect difference. you later? Well, I would only play with the broken ones. Like I would take the legs and I would call those the kickers. And then I would take like the, the you know, the top part when they break off. You have the arms, like uh-huh. the head and the arms. And those would be the punchers. And then the legs were the kickers. And they were kind of just these amputee kids that went to high school at Barbie in my uh, in my dream fantasy world. You would just refer to a single leg as a kicker. Be like, these this... are the kickers, these are the punchers. Okay. Like, they are their own Well, things. the legs were still together, but they would the dance. The G.I. Joe's, like, oh, you're talking about, because they have, like, a rubber band connecting the... Exactly. So after yeah. they break in half, there's still that little tiny metal hook that would hold them together. Oh, yeah, 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 Right. Yeah. So the legs would dangle, and those so they'd the be sort of just lying around the school in the middle of it, Bobby and Ken would be fucking. Yeah. Right. Okay. Huh. Got it. The punchers and kickers would just be there. I can't remember the scenario, but the the punchers and kickers would be there. <laughs> Why were they? So I mean, obviously, did they punch and kick? I that's mean, did I it get wondering. violent? Yeah, did it get violent at the school? No, that's just how I would make them walk. I guess. Like, okay. I, I don't know. Actually, they were just they were just. It made sense to me that the arms would punch and the legs would kick. It's a very practical way of naming something by what it does. Like that's really what arms are. These sure. are these are punchers. Yeah, I mean, not exclusively. Yeah. Well, maybe. in my house, yeah. the arms were made for punching. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I got dark really fast. Do you guys know of any? I mean, I, I suppose I had like action figures, as we were supposed to call them growing up. I don't remember any of them having girlfriends. Like, but I'm not talking about in my imagination, mean, but I'm in, talking about in marketed. The, in the canon of G.I. Joe. Was there a female? I feel like there was one female G.I. Joe. Well, she wasn't fucking the other ones. Or was that just a movie? No, that, that was, was a movie. That's just. Uh, was what was her name? Demi, Demi Moore. Demi Moore. Yeah. What was her name? What was her name? <laughs> so it wasn't marketed as just up? a girlfriend for a... G- there were female G.I. Joe characters that were... They, they would pass the action figure Betch doll test, I guess, right? If they yes. weren't just existing to be mates to other G.I. Joes... Right. Then that's more forward-thinking than... Well, not that it's that hard to be more forward-thinking than Barbie, but yeah. that's a better role model, I guess, to have... Were they allowed to be openly gay? Or was that That's what not? I was about to say. Like, is that when they, it's, like, it's funny that the so army was more tell. willing of uh, yeah. women back in G.I. Joe well, they days. Couldn't, they couldn't be in now. combat. Those G.I. Joe yeah. women, they weren't allowed. Yeah, they were just have the nurses to, right. yeah, yeah. on the field <laughs> to take care of the kickers and punchers. Yeah. <laughs> the wounded kickers and punchers. <laughs> They're already wounded. Now we know their purpose. Yeah, now we know. So you broke your kicker. That's going to... Yeah, but uh, so I say so in the same. I think there has been a move in the last ten years in the same way that the razor companies realized, oh, we can double our profits if we can sell to women as well as men. I think now the cosmetic companies have realized, oh, we can massively increase our profits if we can sell exactly the same shit that we've been making women feel self conscious about for years. Mm-hmm. If we give it a dumb macho name and put it in like a brown or green bottle rather right. than a pink or white one and just put the word men yeah. on it like dove like dove soap is like a universal Why white yeah. soap but now it's like this is dove men yeah right. I will say <laughs> Vaseline intensive care for men lotion is kind of nice because it does actually smell like a tiny bit like I would never wear a cologne but like it smells like a little bit of cologne and I've gotten complimented on it. What do you oh, do yeah. with that? So now that's you know with your action face. figures for your Actually, Andy action figure. That's the uh, that's the aroma that that. I feel yeah. like Andy yeah. has hands that have seen like real work, so he's mm. like, oh, it really eases my calloused hands. I don't use it. I just after I shave, I don't use aftershave, but I put lotion on it. Oh, got my it. Face gets got it. Dried out. Right. I don't shave very often, but um, 
This episode is brought to you by Vastly Intensive Care for Men. (laughs) I feel like uh, it's taken me years and way too long to just learn hygiene. And in terms of what? <laughs> what needed to be learned, Jesse? Well, no, I just mean like when I was like in you high school. Wipe, like, was it front to back? Front to back. I do the opposite. You go back to front? I, I mostly back to front, and I know that's so really wrong. an issue for girls. Do you really? get a lot of UTIs? Really only an issue. Do you get a lot girls. of UTIs? No, but then the thing is like, I think my initial wipe is always back to front, and then I'm aware of it, and then I will concentrate then just on front, yeah. and then like make sure that that's clean after my initial okay. back to front wipe. So structurally... Okay. Just, By like, the way, we promised, we promised. Like we, 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 we made a pledge about... that we would stay away from. Like, there's even like toilet-related stories that have been sent in this week. We're gonna no, we've avoided. It's been too scatological recently as a show, so we're gonna avoid. And uh, instantly, I think that one was on me. That was my fault. And I and it's funny that I'm still acting it out like somebody can see me. I'm like pretending to wipe sure. myself at the table. <laughs> it was sure. almost like you were about to do some like signature Macarena style instructional <laughs> dance song with it. It's like first is back to front, then front to back, front to back, front to front. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing that happens once every, I think once every five years or so, there's a new instructional dance song. Instructional dance song, yeah. And it's uh, like, I think it serves a purpose. It's a point in the wedding when everyone can dance, and, not just the ones who are already good dancers. And that's usually the sign. Once like you start seeing that parents know the structural dance, then that dance is done. Right. And now it's like time for a new one. Like, but yeah. I don't even know mm. what the most recent one was. There was... There Soldier was, Boy? Oh yeah, yeah. Soldier oh. Boy probably was. I don't know if that was like a. It's then, never going to become a wedding staple. Yeah, I don't think that was. But I think it is. And then there was the ketchup. Well, there was the ketchup song. Before, but and Macar- then the Macarena. Macarena and then was a Wickfield Saturday oh, Night. Is it that one two step? There was one that's like, let me see you one two step, and but, then like people would dance. But Macarena uh, isn't instructional in the lyrics at all. It isn't, is it? But you just people know the oh, dance. That's a good point. You know, I mean, there used to be. I bet it was in the video though. It's in the video. And but say, you can well, fucking do that with anything. Wickfield Saturday Night was the same. I don't know if that was in America, uh, but that was one of those ones that had a very... It was basically like a really simple square dance, but it was, hey, you could do this at a wedding. It's like a couple of steps, and then every four bars or something, you do a right-hand turn. So you look, like turn 90 degrees to the right. So by the end of each like measure, you're back facing the way you were. Isn't that how the the hustle or electric slide is also? Yeah. I was thinking electric slide two. I don't think has the instructions in there. Either right, I don't think well, it's true. But there's but there is a thing that everyone knows. Which one's the one that goes like me. slide to the left? Now slide to the right. Yeah, uh, that's the slide. The slide right? It's no, I think, that, I think that may have been the slide. same one that I was just doing yeah. before, but I, I can't remember the name. Yeah, there's well, also Cotton Eye Joe. Did anybody have yep. that one grown up? Absolutely. There was a there was a line dance for that. That was like a. Did you ever do line dancing in gym class? No, no, we did polar bear in gym class. Going in the water and it's when it's cold because you were just talking about doing that today. In what? Uh, where did you grow up? I grew up in Brooklyn, in New York. Oh, is that, that where that very is? Cold. Yeah. Huh. So that for the teachers, I they were like talking about. It that all seems the time. like a yeah, risky thing to have kids. Kids would jump in like the Hudson River or something in we the middle of winter. It, but they'd just be like, it would do. You just do outside sports in the middle of February. So like, oh, okay. you would just be on the field and you can run. You could walk around. But you had to do something. It had to be outside. Oh, oh okay. God, we had that at our school and it was miserable. And it was. I think it's supposed to be character building. It's just horrible. I think we look like get outside and be cold for uh, forty five minutes and count down every miserable second. Oh, but you never had snow because I think we would have recess. No, we had. But we in had in snow. It's fun. Yeah, we guess. Know. But it was more when it was just icy. Like it was just around the freezing point, so you're just cold and wet. And you're, yes. even if you're wearing like, even if you're allowed to keep the tracksuit on, you're still wearing right. like your hands and your feet are still getting going oh, numb. Like thirty five degrees is way worse than twenty. You know, like thirty five degrees and rainy is way worse than oh, twenty. Oh, and this yeah. is Snowy. this is related to uh, you know, last week we were talking about Civil War hospitals a little bit. 
um, with Todd, you know, yep. and um, just Wait, were we? Yes. Okay, I don't remember. Uh, that. Just about <laughs> just about how like basically if you if you if something happened to your torso, you were kind of screwed. Oh, okay. it was like you yeah. could amputate or whatever. But this was crazy because I've been listening to this uh, Civil War lecture. Uh, it's like a podcast series. It's like thirty hour long Civil War lecture. So I listen to it sometimes. And um, uh, you, when the Wi-Fi is down, because then there's no porn. You know, I listen to the Civil War lecture. Sure. And um, that is that is your porn. Well, yeah, it's the it's the yeah. Then therein lies the uh, the joke there. So what I would do is I uh, listen to the Civil War thing. So when the South, when the Confederates started pushing north, uh-huh. like like they were on the offense a little, they pushed into Ohio, and not a lot of people. There was a fighting season. Um, and they made it all the way up to Ohio. They did. They pushed into Ohio a little bit. Um, there was a fighting season, and there would be snow everywhere, and not a lot of these, these guys had seen snow before. They're like from southern Georgia and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So one of these camps that they set up, it was like 10,000 troops or something, and they had a massive camp-wide snowball fight, and 70 people died. Because they didn't that's know how, just how to do it. That's how easy cult. it was to fucking die <laughs> in the 1860s. <laughs> that kind of thing still occasionally happens, like particularly in... 70 people. Well, there we be had a president set up. Wasn't but, there, there was a president that died because on his... I can't remember which one, right? William he was only Henry last, Harrison. Yeah, because on, for his inaugur- inauguration, he wanted to show what a man he was. And even though it was raining, he made sure he didn't want to have a hat on. He didn't want to have a coat on or anything. And, and he, he stood, stood out there in the rain. And he stood next to a bear. Like a full-size <laughs> bear. Yeah. The bear just ate him. That's actually why he only <laughs> lasted four months. But he wanted to be show that he was such a man he didn't want to have any coat on in the rain he didn't want to do it inside and he died four months later wow. and the speech was three hours it was the longest yeah. inaugural speech really? in history yeah it was the, a whole confluence of idiocy the it was... ultimate stubborn man right. yeah <laughs> like wow just, he died it might be kentucky i'm thinking of should anyone be furiously googling and emailing me right now how far they got north yeah i mean that's ohio, ohio sounds like they were i mean all the way well kentucky ohio was ohio, far kentucky, geography's not a lot thing. of kentucky is farther north than southern ohio Really? And yeah, a lot of Southern like Ohio might shaped. as well be Kentucky, right. culturally. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Apologies uh, to my friends and listeners in uh, Cincinnati. <laughs> well, that's not really the Southern tip. It is. It's on the is river it? across okay. from Kentucky. You know what? I think I've shown that my geography <laughs> is not really up to par. Ohio's right by England, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure. Okay. Oh, Ohio. I make sure you okay, I know, I know, I know, I know. We always ask our guests this, and we spoke a little bit about this before we started recording. What, if anything, is your background in science? I... And you actually have one. To an, extent. Uh, to, to an extent is is being very generous. I have always been fascinated by genetics, uh-huh. so I've always loved biology. So I actually thought that I, like pre you know, entertainment, I wanted to like study biology and genetics really punnett squares is my jam like if anybody wants to know why they have brown eyes i could do punnett squares for days and like figure out dominant and recessive genes for everybody um but yeah so i just always really i liked genetics and i like to study that um and then that's pretty much where that's pretty much where it topped off what got you fascinated with that i just find i find like um, inherited genes really fascinating like the fact that there's so much that so much about us is actually ingrained like in our DNA you know from like the people that you're attracted to that's actually something going on with like Bruce Jenner you know how he's going through that sex change right apparently when you take the hormones that actually can change gene- like what who you're predisposed to being um attracted to okay so they say that like a third of the people will keep their sexual orientation a third of the people will switch to the opposite side and a third of the people will become like bisexual a third of them are you saying so he's transitioning from man to woman you're saying a third well, of the potentially time, we don't it's still i'm like, sorry okay i'm speculating yeah. let's just let's say he's doing that Listen. a third of the time he might then uh as a woman 
now now desire men okay. like it's because before he was a man that desired a woman so now once he becomes a woman he could then desire men yeah or he could stay the same and still desire women and then i guess with that then in my head i'm like does that make him a lesbian i yes. guess that then makes him a lesbian that is exactly yeah, yeah. Or, or end up somewhere somewhere in the middle ground or, with exactly some other I thought you were say something or he how, could be yeah or then he would but it doesn't change um i thought it was going to be like that have you heard about how birth, the birth control pill makes you attracted to the smell of the opposite people that you should be attracted to genetically really like they they've done a bunch of tests where they this is like this is the foundation of those uh parties what do they call them like pheromone parties oh yeah 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 so yeah like your smell uh, your odor tells a lot it's about a pheromone party just like day two of a party <laughs> it's, it's days two through eight <laughs> of you wear the Man. same underwear yeah. a couple of days in a row and it's also like, bullshit have you, have you guys no been, been I don't one? think I haven't been to one but I've like the science is sound well okay I mean oh, sorry, I, what 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 don't you I've like been to one oh, and it's okay. it's uh you take some dirty underwear. And you put it in a well, fucking. That's not what it's supposed to be, but okay. You take, you, well, yeah, you put it in a Ziploc bag. But there's specific ways you're it. supposed to wear it. I feel like Jesse that. found the pheromone party off a of Craigslist <laughs> and it all got weird. Uh, no, no. Was, I do like the idea of a, of a laundromat being marketed as a pheromone party. Yeah. <laughs> you take some sign. dirty underwear and do. then they bring it back washed and folded. <laughs> that's what. Well, no, you're supposed to. You're supposed to wear it for a couple days, but you're only supposed to. Um, like, apparently, my scent is You're not is supposed gain. to <laughs> use scented soaps or deodorant. It's just something like you're supposed to sleep. I think in an undershirt. You're not supposed to have heavy right. odor to it. Just like right. Light usage, nighttime, totally. maybe. Okay, anyway. And then you put it in a Ziploc bag, and the, the bags are numbered. And, and you, you don't know You don't know whose stuff you're smelling, uh-huh. right? And then you, like, pick the number. You're like, oh, number 37 didn't smell awful. I but that's see. all it is, is what does it smell awful or not? This smells less awful than everything else. I don't else. agree. I don't agree with what you're saying. What I do have, you mean? I mean, I, I've smelled so many women's actual... <laughs> God, this is... <laughs> Yeah, so, so, uh, that's how I, I got. That's how I got the, the uh, spot today. Say the thing, Andy. As a guest, was uh, Andy <laughs> had to smell so my underwear women. just to see. Um, it, uh, no, I mean girls I've right. dated, I've been attracted to their actual like innate sense, not like a perfume they wear, but like their actual. No, smell. totally. I agree. Totally. With that. I and I I agree with that as well. But I, I, I mean, I I don't know how much of that is chicken or the egg. Like, of will you just be attracted to that because you're attracted to that person for whatever reasons? I don't think it's uh, a smell has never been a deal breaker for me, but it could be a deal enhancer. Mm. Sure. Or if it's or uh, and actually, no, I think they've shown longer term. I shouldn't just cite a study I can't actually link to. But like, I think that relationships do tend to last longer when the person is the right pairing of different genes from yours, which is also the people who you're most attracted to smell wise. And that's the thing that the birth control pill switches. Right. So like you'd be more attracted to someone who's actually genetically similar to you, which is bad for your offspring. So possibly even like related to you. So people got off the pill and suddenly found they don't like the smell of their partner because they got they were into them while they were on the pill, and then it reverses, I guess. Right. Anyway, um, I didn't know so you would do a pheromone party. Supposed to be attracted yeah. to the scents that are similar to you, or the scents that indicate someone has, I think, just like similar sort of immunities and things that your offspring get the benefit of the superset of yours and theirs right so you want to have the most diverse what does that mean for jews because like for jews like you know it's such a you know you keep it all in the same that's a, i don't know well, if that's all, for cultures that are like well, very in you know like, that's that's why like jews like, jews Eastern have european the, jews we have to get like all these blood tests done well, yeah because sure there's like we're special not or like cousins and don't know it because um, there's like special diseases and shit that are just that in those are communities. just for jews. right and you're saying so why aren't you like Oh, I don't like the smell of these people. Right, but I'm saying like, like if we're the rest not of us supposed are? to be attracted to our own scent, then might then it be so much more, you know, 
you know, because I well, I'm, I'm Jewish, so Jews like to keep it all together. Keep what, it, yeah, keep but it what, all the same. But what's nature versus sh- what's nature versus nurture of that? I should then be attracted to like I guess like a Roman Catholic Mexican. But and why, maybe you are. Maybe you are. Maybe you are innately, but you can still we can still reason ourselves out of things that okay. are like animalistically what we're into. You know, right. we do that all the time. Yeah. Do you, so you just you just don't let yourself fall for. Roman Catholic Mexicans. Yeah, I'll you're try, just like I'll, no. I'll try no. not. I'll try not to be around. <laughs> not yeah. to fall. Whoa, we're, we're totally editing <laughs> that out. Leaping that, that's leaping that puppy. To be, uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Good memory, but uh, yeah. No, I mean, like, as I've gotten older, if it was something, then I would be serious. Then I wouldn't. Like I, I fooled around with people who were opposite, like sure. some you know Mex- some Mexicans, Argentinians, you know Koreans, right. whatnot. But then, like as I've gotten older, and it's like, oh, this should get serious. I'm like, no, 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 Jews only. Really? really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah. If unless like it's someone, I'm like, oh, we're totally just gonna screw around. Then fine. Sure. Yeah. But I'm talking about serious, real deal. Serious, real deal. Jews only. Jews only. It's really? just because That's... you want to keep your family happy? It's, it's very important to me that my kids are like raised Jewish. Like my kids aren't half anything. My kids are Jewish. That's oh. so racist. I, 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 That's I mean, so it's, fucked up. When, it's, when you, I don't when know. you say if, it that way, it sounds somebody... racist, but then it's also like, ah, you just want your kids to have I mean, the same balance. I think how many people have that same policy in their head for their own ethnicity, they just wouldn't say it out loud. And they just only date in their ethnicity. And you don't judge them, but they probably are thinking the same thing. But I know. But I would judge them. I mean, I, I respect your self awareness. I mean, I guess like, there could be maybe if there, you know, if there were Asian Jews, I and I'm sure there are some. There are a lot of Jews like in Shanghai and bunch because a lot of them after during like the Holocaust, a lot of Jews sure. went to uh, went to China. Yeah. Um, is it weird that j- just the word Jews like makes me like Jewish people wouldn't make me feel weird, but hearing someone say Jews, 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 makes Jews, me feel like, Jews. Like, are we allowed? I, I did like, this really uh, black show the other day, and someone afterwards was like, "Can I take a picture with you?" Because he's like, "I want a picture with juice," and I was like, "I'm so sorry, what?" And he's like, "I want a picture with a juice," yeah. and I was like, "Wait, what are you saying?" And he's like, "You're a juice," and I was like, "You know the word is Jews, right?" Like, you know what's I'm weird? Not, Plural. Like, I'm not juicy. Like I'm. Just, you know what's weird? Juice. Don't you say that about yourself yeah i don't mean to call you out but i was there and that guy was very well spoken yeah. i think that's just how you hear <laughs> anyone who's not jewish that's how they sound to I me want a picture with juice <laughs> that's a jewish brain they're always out to get us so i just hear it all the time yeah i mean i, I guess uh, andy good point good point i mean I, I don't know why i'm uh i just have to devil's advocate whatever you say i'm sorry i, 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 I yeah, know you get i that. know that's our dynamic <laughs> i uh that's uh well, that's interesting like, you're that's genetically interesting predisposed to, to also i think like what you're attracted to yes so like just like for instance like in, like indian men right i could probably like look at a man and go oh okay that's an attractive man sure but i don't find myself physically attracted to let's say indian really men. yeah you've never seen an indian man you've been attracted to no what <laughs> i've never looked at an indian man and be like i gotta get that wow and the same thing with like like asian men again like you could i could like you could i could you could I, there's no, no way for me to the, say this no, without no, making it, it sound bad. There's but like no way. in the same way, in the same way where I can look at a man and because I'm I'm a straight guy, but I can look at a man and be like, that's a beautiful that's man. Well, can you find like have you? You uh, know what I mean? I guess I could. St- I think there's something different for women versus men because I have seen many beautiful Indian women. I've seen very many beautiful Asian women. I sure. really don't. Well, I've this, never really stopped is, and <laughs> stared at. I love at it. A, I love I've never it. stopped and stared at like an Asian man and been like. Gotta have that Asian I am the man. most on board with this episode I've ever been in. I'm really uh, but I feel like, but that's a genetically disposed thing. Like, you're genetically disposed to what you find attractive. Uh, Jackie, I, going for it. Jackie, going for down, it. Doubling down, doubling down. I love it. My parents no way gave up. sounding better. I mean, my parents gave up years ago on the idea of me ending up with someone Jewish. Like, Is that what just, they wanted, though? I think so, yeah. I mean, like, I think it was definitely, in the same way that, 
I think their reasons are kind of vague. In the same way that my parents keep kosher in the house. Right. But then don't when they leave home. Uh, you, you can, can say that on mic. You can say that on mic. I've already dug myself such a big <laughs> no, hole. No, you haven't. There's nothing you else. Hey, you are not, question, though, Jackie. Do you, you keep kosher because you're not you in a hole? You believe in God and you believe in the religion, or just because you feel it's the thing you should do? Both. Okay. I have a lot of Jewish anxiety. My grandparents were Holocaust survivors, so I have like a lot of weight on my shoulders where I feel yeah. like it's like up to me because there's only me and my mom left. Like none of my aunts, none of my uncles, oh. even my own father. Like our house was a kosher house. Two sets of dishes, never mixed dairy sure, and meat. Sure. But when we go out to eat, my dad eat whatever. The hell he wanted that's what my family is like at home right. but then my house well i don't eat meat anymore but but when i did like my old house would have anything in you see your grandparents it died in the holocaust no because then i wouldn't be here <laughs> well, they could so fuck they before right possible no they're there's they were survivors what what uh what camp auschwitz jesus the big one yeah exactly. <laughs> that's the one i know yeah no no um auschwitz is a, it's a fucked up oh, yeah, place got, if, you, if you gotta pick a camp yeah. gotta pick a good it's the one catalog of concentration <laughs> yeah, camps yeah. it mean, is it is yeah um, it was the deluxe model we you know to make what's sure. you know what's weird this is a true story uh in third grade i wrote an essay about the holocaust so we it's, had it's to pretty write weird. essays about history stuff. And this is without even knowing that there really was an actual Holocaust. You were just guessing. I was guessing. It was sort of like a like a how I wish the past was, you know. <laughs> no, um I wrote an essay. If things went my way. <laughs> no. I wrote, I wrote an essay about the Holocaust and uh as a reward I got a gold star. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like I was like uh, that's a little weird. It's funny because I went right? to a, a Jewish uh day school growing up and our actual like our gym uniform was a yellow shirt with a Jewish star over like our over on the left side, which is like the heart. And I was yeah. like, This is so weird. Like we should not yeah. have, Didn't we like, work we to get away from this designation? <laughs> Wow. I forgot it's we did. Crazy. We had we used to shave our heads at the end of the swim season every year, and before we do it, we just like do stupid things with our hair because it's all like coming off the crosses. next day. So you'd make like horns or whatever. Yeah, yeah, of course. And there was a Jewish guy who wanted us to uh, shave a star David into the back of his head. Not, sh- I mean, with clippers, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then he came home with that, and his parents flipped. <laughs> Out really? Yeah, yeah. Like we had no. I mean, no one suggested. He was like, "Yeah, I'm Jewish. I want to have this star." I don't think that. I don't think. Pe- I hair. can't imagine. I, I mean, I wouldn't. It. I wouldn't have shaved my head and done patterns in anyway. But I can't imagine parents because a lot of a lot of my family wear like would wear a star of David pendant like yeah. a necklace. Yeah. I guess it was and, just and, too similar to something they thought might have been. It's interesting because, like, mm. because we can't get tattoos, like, I that's the closest we can get to be like, yeah, shave a, shave yeah, a yeah. Jewish star. It's the closest we can get to anything. Would you still never get a tattoo? I never get a tattoo. And ironically, the only things I would want would be like the most, uh, like, hypocritical. Like, I would want to get like you know the Hebrew Indian word man. for like <laughs> Indian yeah. man or like a boo. Yeah, Panzer tank. Yeah, like a. Yeah, it's so ironic because all I want is a swastika. I know, <laughs> I know. It's a lot of conflict going on yeah. in your head. It's like on one hand I'm super Jewish, on the other hand graphic design major, and it's like <laughs> it's like a flawless. <laughs> Someone is just a fan of the artwork. Of, oh, it's an ancient symbol. It's like you know. Well, it's an uh, yeah, but it's an ancient Hindu symbol. You're right, on it's two a peaceful. Ends. Yeah. Yeah, it but is, is that the mirror it, image it of it? It's a peaceful one. No, it's it's just I think slightly tilted. And again, I'm sure you'll get letters saying like that's not actually right, but. I think the Hindu one or Egyptian one, was, it's just tilted the other way. Okay. So it's straight up and down, I think, instead of sideways. One is 45 degrees off and one yeah. is... Uh, hmm. Like, hmm. Yeah, I would see those all over. When I was in Taiwan on a work trip a long time ago, you'd see like on the hillside this building with a giant swastika. And I was like, whoa, what's going on up there? And I was like, oh, okay, that's... Yeah. Then you found out they actually were just a massive big, yeah. 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 Massive, <laughs> massive... Well... You know, uh, an interesting thing, Jackie. Yes, is you and your, uh, you know, one day uh, Jewish husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when the first one of you dies, when the first one of you kicks off, uh, did you know that um, <clears throat> elderly couples often die together? 
uh, or within a within a well, very according short to time Titanic, span. yeah, they just crawl you crawl into a bed together and yep. you die together. What do you mean? When did that happen? It happens in Wasn't that one of the couples? I mean, that's, you know. Oh, that's oh, one, one of the couples. One of the couples died. That makes sense. Oh, dude, and the mom from Terminator 2 is in that. She was like that mom that was reading her kids the story. Like, just. Oh, wait. Didn't. What no, were we I talking should, about? She also played Vasquez in Aliens. Okay. Because yeah, we were talking same about girl. this. Wasn't that with you? This is the uh, Wolfie. Uh, how's Wolfie? Wolfie. He's how's good. Wolfie? Your, mo- your parents are dead. Yeah. Who was talking to us about this? Because she owns a bra shop, apparently. Yes. Remember? Yes, we were having... Hang on. Someone I know recently went there. She now owns, somewhere in LA, a shop that sells bras for women who need larger bras. Okay. No, just weird shaped bras. Oh, really? Yeah, just she any bra of a weird shape. Oh, see, because like, I thought you were going with it was because James Cameron was married to the... Woman from Linda Hamilton from from Titanic, and then he now married the daughter from Titanic. He did. He married the woman who plays the old lady's granddaughter. Then is is his now wife. Oh, so that's where I thought you were going. I had no idea that the actual woman that you're talking about owns a bra shop. Wait, the mom from Terminator Two. Do you remember the scene when he's already like killed the parents? He's impersonating the mother. I don't know if I saw it. Oh, okay. I can't remember if I saw it. It's it's like it's like the number one Gentile movie. It's like our High Holiday. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. when, when you're like singing dreidel, we're like, get out, T2! Like, oh, dude, do that. Look yeah. how sweet that is. It's kind of like, like, like we're, Fiddler we're doing Yentl. Jewish things. You guys are honoring Schwarzenegger. We're, we're watching T2. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, that semi-truck just crashed through that fridge. Um, that was literally like my dad and I would watch that movie like every day when I was a kid. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Except so, for like the uh, voiceover stuff at the end with the Black Highway and stuff. It's pretty like yeah, it's yeah, self-important. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, she was in Titanic. She was in uh, that lady. Where there were old couples who died together. Where, yes, where there were. <laughs> Leave it to Andy trying to keep us back. Trying get us back to, on no, track. No, good call. Uh, Bernard and Irene Jordan, who'd been married for 50 years, died within a week of each other. Coincidence? Or can you really die of a broken heart? What's the deal? You know? Um, so last week, this guy, Bernard Jordan, he snuck away from a care home in East Sussex uh, to attend the 70, 70th anniversary D-Day uh, commemorations in Normandy. So it was not last week. It's a very old story. No, it's, it's from it's last a month. month. Ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Even though it should have been. It was in, D-Day, in the middle of the summer, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um... Less than a week later, his wife of 50 years died. Uh, most people would consider this very sad, but also very touching. But it's not Oh, no, f- no. I'm sorry. Th- th- this thing was saying that last week yes. saw the death of the guy who last year snuck out to attend ah, this thing. Sorry. That's, uh, so that's why he was notable. Okay. Yes. They called him the great escaper because he's, he snuck out of his carol yes. to go to this 70th anniversary D-Day thing. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, most I mean, people- It's not like- the greatest escape. You think he just probably... Well, I don't think he's scaled Actually, any walls. I think yeah. so because he can't go very fast. That's so true. If yeah. he can go at the rate that he's walking out of that place and nobody sees him, he's a great escaper. Did we talk about it on this show a while ago or was it another show where there was a... It was an old uh, people's home, like a care home. So I think it was in Germany where they managed to stop Alzheimer's patients from escaping by building a fake bus stop just outside. And so they all would just sit at the bus stop? Yeah, okay. It can't have been on this show because Andy oh didn't, doesn't know the story. That's, awesome. That's amazing. Love it. I love those. Like it's, I love that kind of life hack where they just it's went. It's so simple. It's so simple and it stops them from getting distressed. They sort of, they wander out thinking they're going on an expedition or sort of just heading out to the shops. And then they just see the bus stop and go, all right, just wait here for the bus. The bus obviously never arrives because it's right. a fake bus stop. And then every half hour or so, a care worker just checks up and just gathers everyone and leaves them back inside. You do have to handle it to the Germans. They are very clever. Smart. On ways to Crafty. wrangle people together. They're very, very good at that. Uh, good wranglers. Um, 
so obviously these types of stories happen quite a bit. June Carter Cash and Johnny Cash, big examples, um, and of people dying close together. And we're drawn to these melancholy but heartwarming stories, probably because they suggest that love really does last forever, even beyond death. And that's a nice thought. But is there anything in it, or is it just coincidence? It may seem that it happens often, but maybe that's just cherry-picking by, uh, by the media. You know, elderly couple die hours apart. It's a human interest news story. Uh, millions of people outlive their spouse by more than a decade. Um, so we, don't, you know, we only hear about the former. But this doesn't mean that people who outlive their partners by a non-newsworthy margin didn't really love them. It's just that circumstances are different. It turns out there's some actual science behind the phenomenon. There is a thing called broken heart syndrome believed to occur when someone loses a close partner or spouse. Death of a spouse is recognized as one of the most stressful things that can happen to a person, but as well as the mental anguish and grief, which are themselves very debilitating, many forget that stress also has a physical component. It can cause numerous physical ailments, and if the stress is sudden and serious enough, such as if a spouse dies, these ailments can be very serious, uh, even affecting the heart. Yeah, um, so broken heart syndrome, also called stress-induced cardiomyopathy, or yes. takotsubo cardiomyopathy, can strike even if you're healthy. Um, takotsubo, by the way, are octopus traps that resemble the pot-like shape of the stricken heart. And uh, women are more likely than men to experience the sudden intense chest pain, the reaction to a surge of stress hormones that can be caused by an emotionally stressful event. So it could be the death of a loved one or even a divorce, breakup, or a physical separation, betrayal, or romantic rejection. So it's billed as a, as a heartwarming thing when old people die together, but it's kind of... Oh, it's really depressing. It's yeah. Really, yeah, it's yeah. Like, sort of like, oh, they loved each other. Well, no, one of them died. At, I mean, sure, they did love each other, but also one of them lo- died and the other one is just so stressed out. doesn't know how to live without the person they've lived with for 60 I- years and then... Yeah, I think that's mostly what it is. It's like, because so much of, especially if you're talking about old, like older age, because this is, you know, once they're at least like 70s and on, I would think this happens. Like if it's 50s right. or 60s, people are like, all right, yeah. I still have a lot of living left to do. But well, and extreme gender roles for that generation. Yeah. Like, like a lot of times, like the guy just won't know how to cook. Yeah. Like, like at all. And I think that's what know? it is, is like, especially at that age, like you need to be able to like mentally be like, okay, I can still get to get my, my life is still can go on, but. Once you decide, like, your life is done, there's no need to fight, Yeah, then it's like you just go. We're not well, going to hit the dating scene again. You know, we're like, okay. like hey, I'm going to go get ripped. I'm going to go to tribal tattoo. I'm going to go get some fucking pussy. But again, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I could get all that pussy. She stopped me from getting. Yeah, I'm going to get all that pussy. <laughs> But yeah, it's but like, I think there's actually high STD rates in uh, nursing homes. That's what we talked about. That, that is a thing, yeah. 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 Uh, because, again, you sort of go... It's that fucking HPV, guys. Well, just go, if you were in, you're not going to wear a condom. I wouldn't you're wear a over, condom if, over I seven, if we're yeah. both 70. You're like, yeah. well, she's not getting pregnant for starters. Yeah. Right. And then... And even if you get an STD, how long are you going like, to live anyway? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, also, it's unless like, it's the biggie. Like, unless, like, even, like, HIV might hasten you. But, but dude, the if, others, like... HIV that, what, still takes a good, what, five, ten years to take you anyway. Right. Well, you dude, know? and at that age, like, your dick just burns anyway. <laughs> like, you, everything just burns. You just, yeah, you hurts. just get cold sores. Like, you're an old person, dude. You can't tell if it's cold sores or bed sores. Yeah. You just have or, or just, like, a liver spot. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that, well, that's what STDs are, is basically just, like, one symptom of being elderly happening to you when you're young. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? I caught the olds from her. Yeah, 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 like she gave me this uh-huh. version of olds, yeah. like like bugs crawling through your pubes. Yeah, that's like rampant in nursing homes. It's like a rampant problem because you know no one turned you over for a week. But like, <laughs> all right, well, I bummed everyone out apparently. But yeah, you know, it's that's but, what STDs are. But I think the message is now: old people dying together, stress-induced heart attack, not heart. Yeah, it's not like they're sort of Thelma and Louising it. <laughs> like that would be heartwarming. I think. Well, it can also happen uh, if for a good for women. Shock. That's the Notebook right there for us. 
I never even saw the notebook really? machine to admit. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's I'm like sorry, I haven't been forced that's to watch what that's what us women do while you men are watching T two. Oh, okay. We are watching the book. But yeah, the cold yeah. couple sneaks in and dies together. Yeah. That's why women love it. An old well, couple sneaks into what and dies together? The guy sneaks into her bed and dies with her. Oh. In the notebook. Oh. He kills her then himself? Spoiler alert, yeah. Okay. He kills her with crabs and then uh, <laughs> and kills then himself. himself. Kill him with uh-huh. kindness and crabs. Yeah. And then he billions goes to, like, and billions of crabs. And then he goes to bang crabs. the nurse. Yeah, I've been saving weird. up this bucket of crabs for years. <laughs> Actually, it's full-size crabs. Right. Yeah. 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 Pour this bucket of crabs on it. Traps opening up. Oh, well, one last just thing. Just Sebastian just from to, Little Mermaid, uh, like, on the sea. <laughs> 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 Nothing is better. Down where it's gray. Sebastian's the clownfish. Sebastian was the fish. No, no, Sebastian, Sebastian is the, um, the lobster. Caribbean. Uh, Sebastian was the flounder lobster. Was the flounder was the flounder. There it is. Yeah. All right. Um, what did so, the old guy do to the woman in the nursing home? Flounder. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, broken heart syndrome may be misdiagnosed as a heart attack because the symptoms and test results are similar, but in fact, um, unlike a heart attack, there's no evidence of blocked heart arteries in broken heart syndrome. Although there are those changes in rhythm and blood su- blood substances. Um, and in this syndrome, a part of your heart temporarily enlarges and doesn't pump well while the rest of your heart functions normally or with even more forceful contractions. And researchers are just starting to learn the causes and how to diagnose and treat it. But, yeah, you don't always die. In fact, it's very rare. Uh, most people who experience it make a full recovery within weeks, and they're at low risk for it happening again. Um, so there you go. So I guess then they don't die together. No, no. Yeah, I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming, Lucille. Oh, no, wait. Oh, yeah. Who's this? Oh, look at this. Hot pre shot. Oh, yeah, hey, look at that. Yeah, I'm going to get that tribal tattoo. <laughs> I also think one of the reasons people could escape so well from nursing homes is because most of the people working at nursing homes do not want to be there. So yeah. they are not watching anything that's going on. And they can just wander around. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I think a lot of it's just sort of dementia related, you know. I certainly see myself like that's my my biggest fear is when my brain starts going. You know, that's the part about old age that I'm yeah super bummed about. Like that's essentially a death already of sorts. If your personality yeah. is gone, that's sort I, of like I'm already such yeah. a sedentary piece of shit. Like it's, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like miss my legs. You know, <laughs> like ah, I miss the way I used to run five miles a day. Like that's not me. Yeah. yeah but when when I like can't piece together a sentence and, and like things. don't know who people are and and you know your memories start getting all fucked up like that's brutal jesse if, if you don't like dementia i've got some i've got some bad news for you what's going on andy uh, did you know jesse well yeah did you know that uh, dementia has been linked to over-the-counter drugs what no common over-the-counter drugs a recent study has linked commonly used medicines including otc treatments for conditions including insomnia and hay fever to dementia so pretty much if you've had a sinus infection in your yeah, life, you can uh, get dementia now. Yeah, um, all It does t- say you shouldn't stop taking the medicine in the study. <laughs> you shouldn't stop taking it. Yeah, shouldn't panic. Experts say people should not panic. So okay. not I guess it's Don't worth panic. the $400 to be a cl- uh, case participant. You know, keep taking the medicine. <laughs> we'll keep paying you this $400 a week. Good chance you're never going to remember this happened. So all the types of medication in question are drugs that have an anti- Cholinergic Cholinergic effect How would you guys say that Um, I'd say it the same way you did Making three attempts and none of them probably right Anti-cholinergic effect In the US study in the journal JAMA Internal Medicine J-A-M-A Higher doses and prolonged use The reggae science JAMA (laughs) Internal Medicine Uh, Higher doses and prolonged use were linked to higher dementia risk In elderly people The researchers only looked at older people And found the increased risk appeared When people, people took drugs every day for three years or more 
Um, so these types of drugs block a neurotransmitter called acetylcholine, ah. and uh, and that's part of the reason for these side effects. Patient information leaflets accompanying such drugs warn of the possibility of reduced attention span and memory problems, as well as a dry mouth. <laughs> like a little sure. different scale of problem. Yeah, yeah. It's like you might okay. lose everything that makes you you. Also, you might have to drink more water. Yeah. Um, I could stand to lose my memories, right. but, but I, I don't can't like, stand halitosis. Yeah. I don't like a dry mouth. Uh, researchers say people should also be aware that they may be linked to a higher risk of developing dementia. Well, yes, as the article, as the study says. Um, Dr. Shelley Gray and colleagues from the University of Washington followed the health of 3,434 people aged 65 and older who had no signs of dementia at the start of the study. They looked at medical and pharmacy records to determine how many of the people had been given a drug with an anticholinergic, cholinergic? Anticholinergic, sure. Effect at what dose and how often, and compared this data with subsequent dementia diagnoses over the decade. The most commonly used anticholinergic type drugs were medicines for treating depression, antihistamines for allergies such as hay fever or sleep aids. Um, Those are just antihistamines, too. And antihistamines yeah, for treating urinary incontinence. Ah. Nearly a fifth were drugs that had been bought over the counter, and over the course of the study, 797 of the participants developed dementia. You guys ever read Restless Leg Syndrome? Uh, yeah. I don't think... I have the late night commercials. I've seen that. I've woken up just like with a sudden twitch of certain body... Not always leg, but... Like, I, apparently it's like a burning in your legs. Like, oh, I didn't know it was like a burning. Yeah. Um, I, I know somebody who says that, that she has it, but it's like a burning, like almost like your legs are on fire. And so like... And you can't... Like, Yikes. And it's just like... If I'm remembering what she said correctly, and it's like feels like you have to keep constantly like kicking them and moving them to like try and get like uh, okay. some type what of I have is much there. more like river dance me yeah, too yeah that's what I kept thinking was like it just twitches like it has <laughs> yeah. a spasm and I was like oh what's so annoying oh, no, no, about that intentional and it's to music oh yeah yeah it's the, the horizontal river dance yeah they call those night feshes I think right <laughs> um, um yeah so the study estimated that people taking at least 10 milligrams a day of uh, doxepin which is an antidepressant 4 milligrams a day of di uh diphenhydramine, which is a sleep aid, or five milligrams a day of oxybutynin, which is a urinary incontinence drug, for more than three years would be a greater risk of developing dementia. So this isn't something to be particularly worried about. This is just increased risk and increased sure. chance, and more research needed, and still not sure if it's necessarily a causal link. Hmm. Maybe by the time you actually realize if you had it or not, you're, so you're already it's yeah, too old for it to matter. to your doctor before stopping anything as well. Okay. That's interesting that you uh, finished out that story, Matt. Because, um, you know, obviously you're really good at reading these stories. People love your accent. People Maybe do. too much. Maybe too much. And, you know, it's, what, it's, what, what you it's saying, interesting. Jesse? Well, obviously well, you're you making it better with an accent. Obviously you're British. Um, but yeah, are there's you? There's no possible way he couldn't be. Or could. Yeah, it, I'm British. I was born and raised in Britain. Did you guys mm. know that um, there's a rare medical condition called foreign accent syndrome? <laughs> Well, I mean, Madonna, Madonna had it. Gwyneth Paltrow yeah, had yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah. It's a rare medical condition in which patients develop what appears to be a foreign accent. Foreign accent syndrome usually results from a stroke, but can also develop from head trauma, migraines, or developmental problems. It was first reported in 1907, um, but it no longer counts because that was Prussia. Uh, and between 1941 and 2009, there were 62 recorded cases. So pretty rare. Pretty rare. So maybe your parents were really from Boston, but they dropped you on your head when you were a baby, yeah. and you started talking with a British accent. Just because I have a scar on my head and my parents do have a Boston accent doesn't mean that anything you <laughs> See, just you've always is true. assumed that they have the syndrome. 
But I see. I would. I would look at it as you. The the because it is weird that you just have this random British accent. I know. I think everyone I was born like like birthed by and raised by and and in the city I grew up in had this syndrome that you're about to talk about. Yeah. But with Boston, yeah, Boston and they are all, all the English people who had grew up with me in Boston heads, yeah. had this foreign language. They even pronounce London as Boston, which is the weird, <laughs> weirdest thing. They're like, do you want to have a London tea party? <laughs> I really didn't even suspect this until a listener emailed us in, uh, emailed into Chris. us, to say he has a sneaking suspicion that Matt isn't really English, and he asked if we've ever noticed that he hardly ever says tuppence or discusses complicated matters of inheritance and betrothal. Uh, mm-hmm. What he's trying to say is that Matt's either an imposter or a stroke victim, but we can probably get to the bottom of this. And that was from a listener who just wants to be called Chris. Oh, and we should also challenge you to make change in shillings or colonize something, Matt. To I think we can get to the bottom of this. <laughs> um, I think I think we can. Um, make some porridge and have him ask for more. Uh, okay, Matt. Uh, do you want a penny farthing? <laughs> mm, um, it's not looking good. Not looking good. Um. <laughs> yes. He's, he's melting. What is this? What part of one of the symptoms of Matt? When you see black leather shoes on someone else and you have a cloth in your hand, what's your first instinct? Um. Oh, I do know this one. Um. It is to invade India. Motherfucker. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's yeah. Legit. He's legit. It's legit. Yep. It's legit. Sounds good. All right. Well, we might let you pass. Um. People, so so we got an email on that one. Yep. Uh, other people can email us if they people want. People can always email us. They what? can email probablyscience at gmail dot com, or they can tweet at probablyscience. What do you? What else can you do over there? It sounds sounds like that's a bit limited. Now. Ooh, if you go to that site, if you go to the Squarespace powered probablyscience dot com. By the way, have you guys listened to the Jeff Daniels uh, sleeping tapes? What Jeff Daniels has sleeping tapes? The Squarespace thing that was on the Super Bowl. No, God, it was no. weird. This is a little weird, right? <laughs> I'm not dissing a, a, a former sponsor and, and a solid company. We um, were sponsored by Jeff Daniels for yes. a long time. There's a, there's a partnership between Squarespace and Jeff Daniels to do this uh, sleeping album. You're supposed to listen to it to sleep, and I tried, and you can't sleep to it at all. It has like screaming children and, and Jeff Daniels talking about getting up to pee in the middle <laughs> of the night. that's supposed to relax you. It has some like just maybe sort of Maybe you got ambient, the free sample uh, tape, so it was just so It's watermarked with screaming children. It's pretty... <laughs> it's, worth checking out. it's worth checking out, though, because as a piece of like... Um, Experimental, you know, outsider art sort of. It's interesting sure. as as thing to sleep to. I love that Jeff Daniels is outsider art, right? <laughs> I, bet, I bet you in India though, that's really relaxing. Like they're just like, ah, oh, I like to fall asleep. To the you sound have a chip of, on your shoulder. It's like, ah, there's something going on here. With, we're gonna get to the bottom of this. We're, we're, we're gonna episode. get to the bottom of this. Out. By the way, Jeff Daniels, he's just become the dude. The same way that Johnny Depp is now living life full time as Jack Sparrow. Right. It's just the weirdest. Other actors don't. Like, after they wrapped Forrest Gump, Tom Hanks wasn't like, all right, this is going to be it from now on. <laughs> he just kept running for yeah. years. Yeah. They had to rein him in for the Oscar ceremony. No, but they always do it. They always get stuck as a shitty role. Never, like, their best work. What would you want him to be, Jeff, Jeff Bridges, if you had to choose? You know, oh, well, Jeff Bridges would be the dude. I mean, the dude's right, amazing. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is it, it's also, like, I don't think he's stuck as the dude. I think he's stuck as, like, whatever weird... Uh, seventh seal bullshit he's doing now like he just gets more and more down that path like I think he's stuck in Tron well, Orson Welles spent the last I think he's just like biodigital jazz man <laughs> biodigital yeah. jazz Orson Welles spent the last few years of his life living as a giant uh, truck yeah like a massive <laughs> absolutely <laughs> wait I thought he was a planet he just transported people he was, oh, was a he planet. planet he was Unicron wasn't he oh I thought he was Optimus Prime who was Optimus Prime then um isn't that Robert Stack or, or um 
the Mission Imp- the Unsolved Mysteries guy? Oh, maybe. In the, in the Transformers wrong. movie. Unicron is... Well, 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 Optimus, Prime, Ops, Optimus Prime is not the Orson The Transformers Wells. movie has the most amazing uh, voice acting um, cast you've ever seen. Well, Orson Welles Shia, Wells the Shia LaBeouf one? No, no, the, or or Mark Wahlberg. the animated one from like 84. It was the, it was the 1986 film and 86. it had a weird... And he's right, yeah. he had a weirdly good cast for yeah. Let me see how many I can name looking look at it. Like Leonard Nimoy, Orson Welles, Robert Stack. Um, 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 um. But Optimus Prime stayed the same, didn't it? For the live action? Maybe. It's the same voice? I'm not sure. Uh, Leonard Nimoy was indeed in it. Um, and you are correct. It was not... Orson Welles was Unicron. I was wrong. Mm. Optimus Prime was Peter Cullen. Okay, there you go. And that's probably the same guy that's done him for the everything else. For the TV show, too? Yeah. Judd Ju- Nelson... <laughs> Judd Nelson? Who did Judd Nelson? Was um, he Bumblebee? He was Hot, Hot Rod, Rod and Rodimus Prime. Then there were... Oh, Casey Kasem was Cliff Jumper. Wow. Um, I'm going to jump this cliff. <laughs> right after this top right 40 hit. Uh, Eric Idle was in it. <laughs> That's right. As Retka. I'm transforming right now. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't as amazing of a cast as I thought it was, but those are interesting people to have in I a mean, movie th- together. Those are very interesting Then again, I, you also know like how... It's much easier to get weirdly famous people to do an animation than it is right, to do a live action right. thing. Hey, Gerard. Well, also, we back then, like, that li- like it's, if it was the 80s, like, that was like, you know, there wasn't so much going on that, you know, this was probably really exciting to be a part it of it. It wasn't peak Orson Welles years. <laughs> he sure. could do pretty much anything at that point. Sure. I love all the weird 70s and 80s animation stuff that was made by disgruntled former Disney employees, like Absolutely. the Ralph Bakshi movies and uh, Don Bluth and stuff. Oh, Scatman Crothers was in it as well. Oh, of course. Oh, awesome. As Absolutely. jazz. I think Scatman Crothers, like, there was some weird thing in the 70s and 80s where you get fined if he's not he's in your not production. In <laughs> you know? Like, he's just in weird shit walking through the background. To so, me, he'll, like, all I really... craft service. Yeah. Yeah. He's a grip. He's doing everything. He's always just the shining for me. Like, that's... Oh, the, yeah, yeah. That's... Yeah. So we have some people to thank who we do. I didn't even. But... Yeah, I didn't finish saying that you can you can go to probablyscience.com and um, click on donate and uh, kick us a few bucks. We yeah. always appreciate that if you do that. And some people have done that. Uh, uh, Paolo Saez Navarro has a recurring donation that has kicked in again this week. So thank you, Paolo. Thank you, Paolo. Um, Aaron Ray has donated. Aaron Ray. Aaron Ray. Who? Rhea. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a second. No. Nope. At the end, she says people actually has a pronunciation guide. <laughs> I was reading the end of the pronunciation where she says, "Definitely don't say Rhea." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever you do. Yeah. Maybe we need to go back and reread that article because it's not carcinogenic no. anymore. Um, I'm not a good reader, Jackie. Aaron. Jackie. Oh. Although you, is Jackie okay? Jackie. Okay. I'm good. Jackie good. Jackie good. Uh, that's Aaron, who's also modern pet portraits from Portland. That's what the. Uh, that's what the PayPal paid for us. I didn't want that to come through that way, yeah. What's that? It's like, I, if you have a multi, if you use your PayPal for multiple things, yeah. like it right. might, you know. But we might as well. There we go. Go, if you want a if you have pet, a pet. Por- and you want it portrayed in a modern fashion, go to Aaron. Like a sort of a Picasso Pollock type situation. <laughs> if, it is, if it is that level of modern, it's just super <laughs> conceptual. Like it's, you show a picture of your dog and you get back like a, like a sponge. Right, <laughs> like right. A yeah, it's a shoebox full <laughs> of shit. Like, you really <laughs> captured Fluffy's essence. <laughs> It's like a dog. It says this is not a dog on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is so modern. Ryan Turner has donated. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Siobhan Hanlon, I was going to say Sean Fallon, late, not late, former SNL cast member. Uh, Siobhan Hanlon sent in a dollar amount that is the smallest number that can be written as the sum of three squares in two different ways. Nerd. <laughs> that's, what, that's what she told us. And it's true. Uh, so we'll leave it to you to figure out what that is. <laughs> and then a, Thank you so much, Siobhan. Thank you. And then a generous donation from Joel Birch. 
who's an Australian. Thank you, Australian Joel. As is Siobhan. Yeah. Thank you, Australian Siobhan. And Joel is the amount of hookers he slept with. Let's oh, that wow. Out. That's a big... Is, whoa. Jesse, mm. Joel. You give them a place to write in like what that amount would be. <laughs> yeah, like what it means. Why. Like why. You know, that's the last question on the donation form is it's why. It's like why. And it's like, I don't know either. <laughs> why are you sending this donation? Why? Why? I don't know. <laughs> because of money? the yes. internet. Why? Oh. I know. I know. Oh, No. <laughs> That's no! a mutual pet peeve of ours is that <laughs> no. construct oh, uh, because, of recent, um, not because of, but because, because noun. Science, because, yes. ugh, fuck uh, that. because man, because uh, I agree with you on that. <sighs> it's not, history is not going to be kind to those, to these tropes of, of comedy of this decade. Here's the one I can't stand. It's um, anyone writing nom after a description of their food. Ugh. Oh nom, yeah. yeah, nom is me, brutal. I don't know why, but it just, it's on paper that just looks like someone chewing with their mouth open. Or something like it just triggers that same yeah, like. Yeah. Why you know, are you dribbling your food on me? Like that's what it feels like. You know what's weird is that like I I'm always amazed at what like way down the road, 500 years from now, when the millennium is thought of, like uh, this generation, if people even think about this generation ever, because we're not that we're not like a world war. You know, we're like people might not think about it, but what clusterfuck of an inaccuracy. Like, things change so fast, but just you look at, um, like, the fashion in the 80s versus the fashion now. It's like, when you think about, like, 1500 versus 1600, the image is somewhat accurate when you think of, like, a lady. So you're saying you could you could paint with broader strokes in the past because things change think, more slowly? I, I think so, yeah. but now it's going to be, like, it's just going to be fucking mayhem, like, what what's in those history like books. To, well, because even if, like, think about, like, the 1920s versus now. Well, yeah, and that's right. how much we combine everything in the past is it all just turns into like the century Uh, it was a century hey you know what what has changed fast and plate uh, tectonics is our oh no i was going to go with our our understanding as to what the bicep claim was oh yeah oh yeah that was a big story and i think big story quite a few people sent this thing in and we should really cover it uh we're quick to admit our mistakes absolutely um as our science we tried to as our science there we go (laughs) because andy's killed a man (laughs) um (laughs) Uh, oh, our mistakes uh, on this podcast. Uh, uh, okay. Shh. I've run over a dog. Shh. Matt's killed a man. <laughs> um, so we did a big episode a while ago that was just about this claim, the bicep stain, the cosmic inflation results. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got In back this on, economy. Uh, <laughs> we got back on some of our favorite scientists. We got back on uh, Jamie and Larry, and then Jan Levin Skyped in from New York. And even in that episode, fair play to Jana, she called it, or she she at least yeah. voiced a note of caution. Yeah. Uh, she said, I might not be right. And it turns out it might well not be right. In fact, it probably well, is wrong. What was the bicep Let's story? review people, yeah, on the, the bicep too. So last year, um, and it describes it in this article, scientists who claim to have found a pattern in the sky left by the super rapid expansion of space just fractions of a second after the Big Bang were mistaken. The signal had been confounded by light emission from dust in our own galaxy. This is the conclusion of a new study involving the U.S.-led BICEP2 team itself. A paper describing the findings has been submitted to the peer-reviewed journal Physics Review Letters. So it's not about a man's arm muscles. No, it's background imaging of cosmic extragalactic polarization. Gotcha. So this is a big um, telescope array, I think. Yes, uh... Yeah, the bicep and Keck arrays are a series of cosmic microwave background experiments, um, with three generations of instrumentation consisting of bicep one, bicep two, and the Keck array. And it was looking for swirls in the polarization of light. 
and it found a specific pattern that was a fundamental prediction of inflation. Um, the idea that there was an ultra-rapid expansion of space just fractions of a second after the Big Bang. But it so, turns out it was just dust. So it turns out that the results have been slightly confounded. Uh, and this it is, turns out all the Earth really needed was just a good cleaning. Yeah. And, no, uh, and this is weird because this... Swiffer. This, I mean, I think this is even a bigger finding, obviously, now, is that they've, they've actually found God's stretch marks, which is what yeah. it was. It was. Yeah, it was God's stretch marks. Wait, are you saying that you believe in God then, Jesse? I'm saying he I believe in cocoa butter. I believe in <laughs> that's what I believe in. I Vaseline believe in, just yeah. for men. Using, <laughs> Intensive uh, care for men. Uh, yeah, that's that's what they found. So yeah, I mean, I have to change my views. I think you know, based on this God stretch mark situation. Um, so these these twists, these twists in the polarization, which is that pattern that we'll put it up on the website again. But yeah, it's pretty cool that, looking. Yeah, the pattern that you would have seen in the various news articles of. Uh, shows up as sort of a red and blue swirly thing in the... Looks in. like a heat-seeking device. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this is a patterns of polarization in the in the gravitational energy. Yeah, of the oldest lights. These are gravity waves. These twists, known as B-modes, are an imprint of the waves of gravitational energy that would have accompanied this violent growth spurt almost 14 billion years ago. But the primordial signal, if it exists, is expected to be extremely delicate. Mm-hmm. And the number of independent scientists expressed doubts about the American team's findings as soon as they were announced at a press conference in March 2014. Minutes before we did a podcast about it. That's uh, right. But it sounds like there's no, uh, there's no complications. No, there are. At issue, there's a couple of complications, Jesse. Oh. One is an effect where a false BMO signal can be produced on the sky by the CMB passing through massive objects such as huge galaxies. So then you add that. So this, no, 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 this lensing effect must be subtracted, Jesse. But, uh, but that's the only issue. No, 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 the second, and in fact the most significant issue uh. is the confusing role played by foreground dust in our galaxy. But it's the only thing there. It's, no, it's all alone out there. No, nearby spinning grains can produce an identical polarization pattern, and this effect must be removed to get an unambiguous view of the primordial background signal. Mm. So the BICEP2 team used every piece of dust information it could source on parts of the sky it was observing above Antarctica. But what it lacked was access to the dust data being compiled by the Planck Space Telescope, which had mapped the microwave sky at many more frequencies than BICEP-2. Ah. So, Planck... Okay, so I get it. So they had they had these BICEP findings, but then they had to combine it with the Planck findings. Right. So the Planck, fi- the Planck was just looking at the stuff in its way, and they had to subtract the Planck findings from the BICEP findings. So it's almost like... It seems fairly logical, though, that they, w- they wouldn't have gone to press right away with that then. Well, even I think, if I remember rightly, when we went to press with it... Not I, us. I'm talking about them. We went to press with what we were told. But, I mean, it sounds like they would be like, oh, yeah, this, this could very easily be wrong. Well, I believe they did at the time. I think, if I remember rightly, when they, even when they announced the story, they were like, this could be huge, huge but it could be bullshit. I and remember they, that press conference. The guy goes, I am God. <laughs> and then he starts, like, shooting people at the... Shoot. Laser beams out of his <laughs> right. eyes. Yeah. And, but that was Bit real. off the end of the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. Weird thing to do. Um, so, Plank um, uh, could more easily characterize the dust and discern its confounding effects. They agreed to... The Planck Consortium agreed to start working with BICEP2 back in the summer. The European group incorporated its high-frequency information, where dust shines most bre- brightly... And the U.S. team added additional data collected by its next-generation instrument in Antarctica called the Keck Array. So the results of the joint assessment would suggest that whenever... 
Whatever signal Bicep 2 detected, it cannot be separated at any significant level from the spoiling effect. Nah. So the original observations are equally compatible with there being no primordial gravitational waves. This, this well, just shit. reads like the liner notes of a Pink Floyd album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like basically just trying to explain they wrote what we're the, doing here, you know? Whatever they wrote in the original mm-hmm. document all had a little footnote attached. And then the footnote's like, oh, by the way. By the way, this everything we said thing. was wrong. So it, well, not necessarily wrong. Just not, we, they just don't have enough information yet. So right. I, I think it, still it, it does exist. Yeah. Well, inflation might still be real. It or st- still might work exactly the way that the predictions suggested. And other experiments are still chasing the B-mode signal using a variety of detector technologies and telescopes. Absolutely. Well, guys, I think we have time for one more. I think we're uh, keep it tight today. Sure. You know? Yeah. What, uh, what road do we want to go down here? I, uh, Did you want to do seismology? So many ways. Um, we could talk about that. I think there was... was... That pregnant? That three... Yeah. Jesse oh, you talking about... <laughs> you talking about par- babies with three parents, babies? Babies with three parents. Oh, boy. That is pretty exciting. Um, let me... Yeah, well... Everybody the... in Alabama is like, there's three parents, mom, dad, and God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, the FDA is considering three-parent embryos. Pretty big deal. Uh, these are called designer babies. So, obviously, it's already happening in L.A. Um, a few people always this in as well and sent it. Yeah, it's... Um, so, a three-person embryo could circumvent mitochondrial diseases, but, of course... Everything uh, at what cost? Um, so, is it a promising way to stop a deadly disease, or an uncomfortable step towards what uh, what one leading ethicist called eugenics? U.S. health officials are weighing whether to approve trials of a pioneering in vitro fertilization technique using DNA from three people in an attempt to prevent illnesses like muscular dystrophy and respiratory problems. The proposed treatment would allow a woman to have a baby without passing on diseases of the mitochondria, which is the the powerhouses that drive the cells. Uh, the procedure, though, is not without its risks, uh, but it's treating a disease, medical ethicist Art Kaplan told CNN's New Day on Wednesday. Uh, preventing a disease that can be passed down for generations would be ethical as long as it proves to be safe. These little embryos, these are people born with a disease. They can't make power. You're giving them a new battery. That's a therapy, and I think that's a humane, ethical thing to do, said Kaplan. Where we get into the sticky part is... What if you get past transplanting batteries and start to say, while we're at it, why don't we make you a little taller, stronger, faster, or smarter, or various other Daft Punk songs? (laughs) But Susan Solomon, the founder of the New York Stem Cell Foundation, said there are no changes to existing genes involved and that Art Kaplan is a dumb asshole. There's no genetic engineering. It isn't a a slippery slope. It's a way to allow these families to have healthy children, you dumb fuck, said Solomon, whose organization developed the technique along with Columbia University researchers. What we're doing is, without at all changing the DNA of the mother, is just allowing it to grow in an environment that isn't sick. So an advisory panel has been set up. and uh, Well, Jesse, fast forward a year. That article is from last year. um, To just this week. Round Normandy time? (laughs) <laughs> around, around Normandy, <laughs> around D-Day, uh, the UK has uh, UK lawmakers have approved three-parent babies. Okay, I'm, I is, am very confused though. So, is it still just one? So, it's the mother and just one father. They're taking two men's different DNAs for the. But that bitch just lost baby. an egg McMuffin. Jesus Christ! Look at it. I'm so Wait, I'm, I'm so confused. Sure. It's like my favorite new fat joke. That's my. Uh, I, I love I love uh, her lap band is a brass section. That's like my favorite. Uh, bitch's lap band had a brass section. Jesus. And 
Is he from Family Guy? Where no, no. It's just in your dice clay. Fun. Doing an impression of a roommate. What is yeah, this? yeah. It's fun dice clay esque roast jokes are okay. uh, my favorite. All right, sorry. Uh, so, uh, lawmakers on Tuesday, I guess it would be a week ago, Tuesday, voted in favor of a law that sets the stage for the UK to be the first country in the world to allow a pioneering in vitro fertilization technique using DNA from three people. So, what do and you think you of your Boston cousins, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> You mean the three Boston cousins who are also my parents? Yes. <laughs> who would who would be your ideal three parents then? But I, I still isn't one know of them. That. One of them's the mother, right? Well, one's mother, but then are they taking two different men's DNA and trying to? See, I don't understand how that works. Well, DNA is a double helix. Like, so what they're doing oh, is they're taking no, one I, helix per man. <laughs> the guys, as far as like how right, but like I don't know. That's not right. How are they picking and choosing? Like I don't <laughs> understand how they're making, right. how they pair it up. <laughs> Uh, wait, it's. Well, it's, did you already? Uh, I was looking at the other article when you were reading it from the first. Oh, one. Did you already I'm explained sorry. the whole nuts and bolts of how it works, or not? I'm sorry. Okay, I'll, there are two let ways me explain. in this article. There are two ways to carry out the process with yes. parent IVF. Yes. Both, they both involve a father, okay. a mother with abnormal mitochondrial DNA, and a healthy female donor. So, in the first okay. method, scientists take an unfertilized egg from the mother, scoop out its nucleus, which contains almost all of the important genetic information for a child, except those related to mitochondria. Then they place this nucleus into a female donor's unfertilized egg, which has had its nucleic DNA removed. Combining the first mother's nucleus with the donor's healthy mitochondria keeps the embryo from inheriting any mitochondrial diseases. The scientists then fertilize the combined egg with the intended dad's sperm created a healthy embryo. So that's one method. So Okay. So one method is basically unhealthy genetic, what will be like the genetic mother, mother right. in using a, using a healthy mother's Mitochondria. Egg. Mitochondria. Yeah. But now could so this but they're using anything? But they're using the yolk, if you will, kind from, of, from yeah. the unhealthy. It's so funny because as he described it, I was picturing a hard-boiled egg in my, in my yeah. mind. Of course you were. So. Which, which you can unboil now, as yeah. we discussed mm-hmm. last week. Um, so that's one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's one method. The second method is similar but more complicated. Scientists swap uh, nuclei. Oh, I thought the second one was the one where you do it with your mouth. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> and then you paint the outside. And it's for Christmas um, or Easter. I don't know. Whatever. Jew. So Can this mean anything legally? For like, could there be a fight over who the actual mother is, or it's the same as as if you were an egg well, donor? You'll have the genetic. You'll have the genetic material. Like the DNA, the the actual bit of the DNA that makes you look in a specific or whatever, right. that will come from the Birth unhealthy genetic. mother's okay. uh, donation. Okay. Um, so the second method is similar but more complicated. Scientists swap nuclei after both, or maybe you would have a bit of a mixture of two. I'm not entirely sure. Scientists swap nuclei after both the mother's eggs and donor's eggs have been fertilized. The mother's is but. Bu- the mother's by the father's sperm and the donor's by a donated sperm. The scientists discard the donor, donor's egg's nuclei and put the mother-father nuclei inside the donor's egg. Okay, so it's either... Right. So it's either before either or... You're, you're either borrowing the entire egg. Yeah, it's either before or after fertilization. So it's either before fertilization, they basically fill the donor mother's egg with the, with with the, the, with the middle of the what will be the genetic mum's... Right. Uh... Yeah, DNA. Or they do it after fertilization. So a donor mother and a donor father actually fertilize an egg. And in then the meantime, you give it to the healthy woman. And yeah, in the for meantime, the less healthy parents donate, like, also fertilize theirs. And then they take the genetic material from that fertilized egg and put it in the, and put it in the healthier fertilized egg. Obviously, you know, my ethical quandaries come up with same same issue as the movie Twins. Uh, right. You know, eventually people are going to be wanting more than one child. 
yes, with this. That's the risk. And what happens? What happens then? You know, what's the cost factor on this too? It's got. This has got to be insane. Oh, it has to be sure. ridiculous. No, Designer baby. I mean, probably the same much as like you know brown organic eggs at oh yeah, Whole yeah. Foods for sure. No, but yeah. it's only it's only a small markup. Uh, it says you can do it yourself. Just there's a oh, <laughs> all you need is a, a turkey baster. Yeah. Oh man, I turkey got, baster and a gato, and you're fine. I got the most not laughs I've ever gotten the other day at uh, Ralph's. I went and did some shopping, and then I was checking out, and when she told me the total, I go uh, more like whole paycheck, huh? Because because it's at Ralph's. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's uh, you know it's uh, I'm not at Whole Foods. Come on! And I like looked back at the line for validation. Like, yeah. Guys, no, no guys, funny joke, huh? And nope. they're all just like, finish writing out your checks, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. My check. By the way, I'm reading up more um, from the actual foundation that's been doing all this work, the Wellcome Trust Center for Mitochondrial Research. And sure. they have a fact sheet that says that nuclear DNA is not altered, and so mitochondrial donation will not affect the child's appearance, personality, or any other features that make a person unique. It will simply allow the mitochondria to function normally and the child to be free of mitochondrial DNA disease. Um, but there is still there's still some backlash. The Church of England issued a statement saying that they're in general supportive of this, and they know that people need to find effective means of uh, mitochondrial replacement therapy, but that this is too fast, too soon. And uh, California-based Center for Genetics and Society wrote an open letter to UK lawmakers saying that although the proposed goal was noble, they say the techniques will in fact put women and children at risk for severe complications, divert resources from promising alternatives and treatments, and set a policy precedent that experimentation on future generations is an acceptable biomedical fertility development. I don't know what that group is and if they're skewed. Well, first of all, I'm against any open letter. Write a closed letter. Uh, You're writing an open letter because you want the rest of us to read your fucking letter. All right? Shut up. Open letters are the worst. Yeah, that's that's what the problem with like giving everybody an opinion is. Everybody thinks their opinion is equally valid. That's the problem. Just just something about open letters because it's like, oh, you couldn't find their address. You couldn't find their address, or do you have to post your dumb little letter on the internet? Like, ugh. You can you know, send a letter. If you know how it's to work pretty, the internet, really you know how to, fi- you know really how to find an to address. It's really easy to Hey, speaking of, uh, not speaking of easy, that's a terrible uh, segue. Jackie, where can people find you? <laughs> <laughs> this is a horrible... Well, it's pretty yeah. easy. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. You're going to send an open letter. Sure. <laughs> I will reply all. Uh, on Twitter, it's at I am Jackie Gold. Uh, okay. I am Jackie Gold. Uh then on the uh, Book of Faces, it's sure. Jackie Gold's there too. But that's, that's Jackie I E. Yeah, J C K I E G O L D. Uh, so if you happen to be a really handsome Indian or Asian or black man and you want to prove the prove me wrong about the genetic basis <laughs> of your entire again. people, oh. I Down the say slalom. just send some pictures and I will judge if you are actually a good representative for your race. Sure. I think that that sounds sure. Good. Sounds very reasonable. I think it sounds yeah. reasonable. <laughs> yeah, I think I think people just and then put at the end, you know, idea. willing to convert. Just circle yes or no. That's all I need to. Know. Did you ever do J date? Oh, it's horrendous. Like the people on J date look as bad as you imagine anybody on J date. Well, uh, we've we've aren't as uh, close minded as you. I imagine that they were all very handsome Jewish no. gentlemen. And uh, well, no, we've they're ta- awful. Like, I actually even was like the women probably. I would look, well, the women we've probably discussed on the show choices. how the the J date commercials infuriate me. Uh, like, what what do they have in them? Just like cliches. I've never of actually seen options. a J date commercial. They're all over Hulu because I I I hate. Uh, ad marketing Jews. so right. no yeah. I, I hate targeted marketing so I've made my Hulu think that I'm like a 30 year old Jewish woman right okay, okay. so um, just based well, on just like, based on the choices like you just yeah because all you do is stream friends and right, right. 
Um, and what not to wear, and then that's what you have. And I, I've talked about it on the podcast before, but like the J-Day commercials look like anti-Semitic sketches about J-Day commercials. Uh-huh. Like, um, there's literally one... It, I don't know how you find actors with noses like this. Like, oh, I don't God. know how they even do Sorry. it. But I'm serious. Do you know that I got approached to maybe be in People magazine for as J- they wanted to do, like, people's most beautiful, but they wanted to find somebody from every dating site. So, like, Christian Mingle would submit That's a person. That's incredible. And J-Date would submit a person. Farmers only. <laughs> Farmers only. World star. And Math like, quest. I guess, like, if Mormons have one where it was, like, one man seeking six women. Uh, if it hey. was, like, any of that. I'm so hacky. Hey. My name's Hacky Gold. You can find me at I am Hacky Gold. <laughs> Needs a <Twitter>. lap band. <laughs> Um, like they were literally trying to do that to like try and they couldn't find any good choice. No, the the J commercial. It's two people. It's very cliche. I know what I said sounded awful, but fucking YouTube it and and you'll understand what I'm saying. The messages you can send to someone, they actually put like stereotypical messages that you can actually write to someone. I'd even like at one point like did a bit on this because like you would think that it was it was fake, but honestly, like you can honestly you could send a message or you could pick like already you know pre-typed out messages and one was i like i like you locks and locks oh my god was something that they wrote down the commercial was matzo ball soup themed they were arguing over it and it sounded like like seinfeld who puts that in the matzo (laughs) 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 they decided who paid the bill by spinning a dreidel (laughs) yeah yeah it's brutal it's like instead of flipping a coin Yeah, yeah. yeah um it was like i love you locks and locks um and actually and i wish this was sick i think it was like I don't mean to kvetch, but it's oh been a while God. since we talked. Kind of like, so that's like if someone's ignoring you on J-Date. So you basically can send turns them. you into a creep. Oh, another it one was like, you- just a little nudge to let you know I'm interested. Like that was what it, it said. And it was like, it made my stomach turn. I was like, oh, so we talk to ourselves in stereotypes as well. Like that's. Yeah. No, it, it, the whole thing struck me as weird seeing those commercials. I'd like how a, about I'd we, like a how 27-year-old about- woman who's Mel Brooks. Yeah. yeah. How about <laughs> we bury the dishes after I bury my dick in you? What do you say? Will you be my oy friend? (laughs) (laughs) I hate spicy food, but I like you well on J Day. I'm telling you, these girls. Oh, they don't want Jewish guys. Uh, You know what's actually funny? There's so many Asian and black girls on J Day because they just want to steal the kosher cock from everybody else. Like Ah, they're just into like the Hebrew National, and um, it even and it says like when you put like religious preference, they put like willing to convert, and it's just all Asians and black women. It's crazy. Wait, so you, you can look at as a woman. You can look at the women, or you've just seen friends. You probably could, like, you, if you did like women versus women. Like, you've I mean, seen women it on friends' phones who are guys. You've seen like the selection of women or something, or yeah. I mean, I guess I don't know. If, yeah, probably you probably could. Or you're the making women this still up. have no. I've looked. I'd, some of the women like still have more body hair than some of the men. Oh come so on! So it's no. like for choices, it doesn't really matter. But uh. <laughs> this episode brought to you by J Dates. <laughs> <laughs> Now J date now offering no discounts. <laughs> what is happening? It's not spicy. I don't even turn it like you guys brought me on for science and I just made it like the Jewiest. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Ever. Uh, like for all those listeners who are like, I just wish they'd stop talking about poo. Well, this is what happens. You're welcome. We won't talk about poo. We'll yeah. just talk about Jew. Yeah, this yeah. is when we try to not make sex jokes. So, happy. so aren't you happy with yourself, yeah. listeners? I did this entire podcast through a sheet. <laughs> All right, Jackie. All right. <laughs> so, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Listeners, um, you can find us and email us and send in stories to cover and donate. And the Amazon link is also through, is also on our website. Uh, if you're buying anything from again. Amazon, 
Uh, click on that first, and it gives us a little commission. Send Jackie some shellfish. Uh, subscribe if you're not already <laughs> subscribing please that helps us in the charts thank you so much for listening write nice things about us on the various mediums for which you listen to podcasts please do Stitcher iTunes the other ones and thank you again Jackie Gold Oi. I'm so sorry. I feel like I just lost you guys so many no, followers. No, no, no. We're try- you have a class. That's why. If we're- anything, like the dialogue's all going to be like, "Love the podcast, <laughs> hate this fucking girl." It'll be like the most message board. I guys think what ever just had. happened is you just nagged our whole audience, and now they're more enticed. Like they're extra attracted because, like, oh, I got to win Jackie over. Now. That's no, the thing, it's going to be like, you know? right? <laughs> we're going right to about how much we're we going to have like bitch. such a spike in like India, like, right? Because the they're going to be intrigued. Yes. Be like, mm, yes. Why don't these? Why don't they like us? You know, you've read the game. You know how this stuff works, Jackie. All right. That's yeah. right. I gave them the little neg. I'm yeah. talking to their friend yes. instead of them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't look at me when you say that. It's oh. weird. Um, <laughs> you're just, you're look, just yeah. my pawn, Jesse. I, know. I, know. I thought I was doing well. And she bought me a club soda. Um, <laughs> uh, Jackie, thank you so much. If you guys are around LA and stuff, go see her do stand up, will you? It's, it's great. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yep. See you then. Oh, and I'm in Toledo. If you're anywhere near Toledo, this weekend, Toledo. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day as yeah, well. Yeah, go see Matt for a date there. Bye. Dinosaurs. <laughs>